0: This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com.
1: My name is Sarah, and I play Morlinde Lyklast, an elf in the circle of the land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. and this is Advantage.
0: Last time in episode 2.64, the Unknown Associates began the raid on Maldo Keep with the intention of setting a charge to detonate the arcane battery in the heart of the warforged production line. With word that Takis, Alrel, and Marge had been spotted during the mission's setup, they had to move fast, deciding to drop directly into the center of the donjon through the exhaust chimney. There, in the ensouling chamber, they met Resistance, a team of soulforgers. A spell-slinging battle spits flame and fire, and that is where we will pick up.
2: He told you Fireball was a good move.
1: Oh, nice.
2: My base roll was a
3: 15. I think that's a 19 for me.
1: Yeah, 19. 25.
2: 21. Will that hit any of any of the other people?
0: No, because the, the ones that were in the installing Chamber have died, <laughs> and the other two are outside.
2: Fair. Dexterity saving throw,
0: you say? Right, I got a 20. All right, so if you did not save your DC 14, uh, take 33 hit points. If you did save, Uh, Take 16 damage as residual fire blasts out. (laughs)
4: Oh,
0: I'm down. I'm very down. Longhair is going to see that opportunity and try to run quickly away south down the other hallway. Uh, And I really gotta pee, so take a moment to strategize and figure out how to save Auric. BRB.
3: I'd like to not die, please. (laughs) Not like this.
2: So we've got Morlinde blocking off the exit to the north with two people behind it. And then we've got someone trying to run out the exit to the south. We've
1: got plenty of spells that can also block that space. We can also kill that beep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, leave that one in, let Joe figure it out. And then I've got healing spells. Uh, I know you do too. I know actually all y'all do.
2: I do, yeah. I don't have any healing spells. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm.
4: I can lay
1: on hand. Oh. <sighs>
2: this is a lot.
1: It is a lot. It is. We've only just begun. We've
2: only just begun.
1: All right, did we save him
2: yet? Uh, Yeah, we, we already won the combat. Yep. While you were Great. Gone.
1: Uh,
0: Alaris, it'll pick up on
2: the- your turn what do you do now cool um well now that all of the soul forgers in this level are dead Uh you know as we discussed that when joe wasn't here Uh um (laughs) i'll go after striped hood okay is the one that's still up and about
0: striped hood just got killed long hair is the one that's running away that just fired the fireball Uh, ah long
2: hair yes long hair then i will go after long hair for uh 21 to hit. Yeah, beats their 15 mage armor. That is a nine damage. You kill
0: them. They had seven hit points left. Oh,
2: okay. The only
0: two combatants you see right now are behind the spiked area of Morlande's. Okay. Longhair gives a shout and is downed.
2: Can we see through the area that Morlande's created? Yes. Like, can we see that they're still uh, there? Yeah.
1: It's just difficult terrain, it's just spiky.
2: Well, then I guess I'll use my second action, use Toll the Dead on the one that casts the spells.
0: Both of them dead. Do you want Hood up or No Rope?
2: No Rope. Okay. Um, so Wisdom Saving Throw. You, you gotta got beat it. us. This,
0: uh, rolled a four, plus four.
2: Uh, that'll be ten damage, ten necrotic damage.
0: The uh, necrosis seems to ooze from where uh, the spikes from the thorns uh, are wrapped around their legs and you see it begin to twist up.
4: Ooh.
0: It will be Auric's turn. Auric, make a death saving throw, buddy! Yeah! Woo! More crit fails. More crit fails. Oh, 19. That's oh, pretty good. Oh, dang it! Okay. Congratulations, you get one success. It will be Hood Up and No Robes' turn. Both of them are centered in an area where they have four different ways that they can go. One enters uh, the installing chamber where you are, one goes back into a room that you can't quite see, but then they also have openings to their left and to their right. Yep. As you look at them, you see them going to their right into another chamber.
1: Wait, these are the guys that are in the spiky space? They
0: will be taking damage. Hood up is going to be the first one to cast fireball into your group. Uh, it
2: is going to roll is there anything about the stuff in front that would make not work as well maybe because I specifically used till the dead because it was like uh, just a sound hmm. so I didn't think it would be affected by okay, it let me but I feel like let me pull up a giant obstruction spike growth
0: sooner an point with uh, sprouts with hard spikes and thorns area becomes difficult terrain
2: you know I'm not sure
1: I what do you think I never imagined I never imagined it to be difficult. So to see through.
2: All right, you casted it. I'm not saying it's difficult to see through. I'm saying it might be difficult to shoot something to through. cast through. I'll make the DC
0: lower for you then, as they uh, try to maneuver themselves around. So everybody, roll some Dex saving throws as I figure out some damage. I'll have you know that pockets came and laid down in
3: my dice tray. <laughs> on
1: That's the cutest all my thing guys.
3: in the world. I sent a picture into the patron sequence. It'll take a second. I'm sorry, baby girl.
1: Oh, no.
2: And that's going to be an automatic fail for Ulrich. He's taking more damage.
1: I uh, rolled a 1. Uh-oh.
2: 14. I rolled a 6.
1: Our rolls are so good today.
2: Yeah, this is not going great. Uh, I rolled a total
0: of 28 damage. Uh, With my 68. I'm going to say that your DC was a 10 based on that spike comment. So if you rolled less than a 10, take all 28. If not, Mm -hmm. 14. (laughs) But I just took 14 damage? Or do I...
2: No, you just get an automatic fail. If you you take damage when you're down... I see, I see. You just take an automatic fail. This is going great. We need like a a mass healing of some sort if someone can cock i like
0: that. getting
1: over there.
2: So hood up, casts that,
0: then moves into the room adjacent. What's uh, what's the damage on this spike growth?
1: Uh, two, two d four for every okay. five We're feet gonna they move. Have them
0: roll uh, ten feet's worth.
1: I got two fours, ooh, and a one and a two. So that's eleven.
0: You you notice that hood up is saying a lot of ooch and ouch as they're trying to (laughs) (laughs) uh, drag themselves through these briars. No robe now being the most exposed is I think going to cast invisibility on themselves.
4: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So now we can't see no robe.
0: Yep, and hood up is in another room. You can see an entrance to that room. Uh, Morlinde, it's your turn. You have nobody
2: immediately available
0: to you.
1: All right, uh, I'm gonna go heal Alric.
2: Do you have anything that heals multiple people or just something that heals one person? I
1: think I only have healing word.
2: <laughs> Get up, you say.
1: <laughs> For higher levels, increase one before 4 I run over there and I shake uh, all Rick awake. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Um,
2: <laughs> Those are your magic words.
1: Yes. <laughs> how, how much life do I have now? 14.
2: About a fireball's worth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I imagine that experience is like, you know, like when you see in war movies when somebody just like low-key got blown up but like didn't die, they just like were really jarred and so like mm-hmm. coming to and they're like everything's kind of fuzzy and really confusing
2: and they can't hear yeah. anything for a little bit yeah,
3: it's kind of like that but without the like yeah that goes on well, most of them just really disoriented because I was just unconscious, uh, now I'm being shaken violently by by Morlinda over there mm-hmm. so I'm a little like for a
0: second, but I sit up. Well, that went great.
4: We're still going. It's not over,
0: alright. Grimton, it is your turn. You respond, and uh, you know that through an opening is the chamber that Hood Up is in.
4: We have to cross difficult terrain and take damage to get to them, right? You
0: don't. There is another opening to this chamber that uh, is not concealed. I mean,
4: obviously I can't see them, but I'm going to go over there and try to find them and whack them.
0: This room is full of shelves of amethyst hearts. That's the first thing that you notice, and your eyes quickly scan for this other soulforger who's hidden around the corner next to you, trying to not look suspicious. (laughs) They're right next to you. How do you proceed?
4: As a bonus action, I'll do Searing Smite. Okay. And then I'm gonna try to hit him with my Radiant Sword. Delightful. That's a 21 to hit. 21 to hit we will definitely do it. 22 damage. Five is fire, and if he makes it to his next turn, he has to make a con save or take another D6 fire damage. Hood up
0: is on fire, okay.
4: And then I'm gonna try to whack him again with my other attack. Lovely. A 17 to hit.
0: They never had the opportunity to cast mage armor, and so their AC is 12.
4: 13 damage. That kills him. So enraged by what he knows happened to get all these amethyst hearts, he turns basically and sees the soul forger, and kind of runs his hand along the length of the Radiant Blade. And it's like a shimmering white already, but then it like grows and like, you see uh, fire start to sprout from the blade as well. And he basically just takes two, like two-handed whacks at this guy that's, I'm assuming like trying to like lay flat against the wall. Yeah. And just kind of cleaves into him.
2: Oh,
0: falls in a flaming heap from the smite
2: and now we just have someone who's invisible
0: yes Alaris it is the top of your round
2: the so the invisible person is both to the north and behind a barrier of stuff yes I'm gonna go to the south
0: you enter the area where, where you killed the one that was running marching towards you from the hallway is yet another combatant cool this combatant is wearing plate armor uh, and a tabard cloth and
2: a tabard cloth
0: yep a tabard cloth over it signaling their allegiance to the the great kingdom of her dearth mm-hmm. they wield in their hand this black guard paladin a glaive
2: all right well i guess i'll try
0: to attack him okay <laughs> uh 15 to hit it strikes the plate armor of the black guard and your rapier uh, vibrates up your arm and you absorb it
2: well we'll go at him again okay this time a 20 to hit with a booming blade that will do it so that's eight and then uh killing it the person is surrounded by a bunch of booming energy if they move five feet or more before their turn they take an ex- some extra damage they take an extra 2d8 okay Um, And then I will attack him one more time.
0: Wait, but it doesn't do any damage yet, only when they move?
2: It dealt one damage. One
0: single damage, okay.
2: Yeah, so it was eight damage total on that attack. Got it. Um, And then that'll be 28 to hit. Jesus.
0: AC is 18.
2: For another nine damage. As a bonus action, Misty Step back into the chamber. So I won't be in melee range.
0: Great idea. The, because just at that moment, the Blackguard Paladin in the Tabard Cloth swings his glaive, which nicks your own dressing as you misty step away he walks forward confident
2: and takes some extra damage Two d d8 roll that uh six damage uh for a potential of 16 and got a six
0: <laughs> rolls power. are
1: so good today
0: damage is damage from the other end of the chamber near morlinde's spikes you see that no robe has reappeared on the other side and with him is another paladin this one stares at the lot of you in the middle of the Insoling Chamber and then casts Find Steed, <laughs> a large war horse. Oh boy. A, a, a Dwarven war horse, which is small Dwarven size in stature, but just as strong and mighty, appears in this chamber. The Paladin hops onto it, mounts it, and then jumps over Morlinde's spikes and enters the uh, arena you have created this paladin you note his armor is gilded this is gilded trim so you got tabard on the south and gilded to the north Arik, it is your turn you are prone in the middle so there's
4: one dude we're fighting now
2: no three
4: there's an invisible guy
2: no he just became oh, visible he again He is the same dude two people in like really souped up armor mm-hmm. one of which on a conjured steed The other one is a no-robed, we assume, self Gorger.
4: Yeah. How far away are they from us? The one with the horse is right up on you.
2: Right up on us. Me, you, and Morlinde. Uh, The other one is on the other side of Morlinde's barrier, close to where Grimton is. That's no-robe. And then the other paladin is to the south, or probably entering the chamber.
3: So I stand up. There's this, like, slow-motion moment where I see this steed galloping in, and I'm like, you know coming out of my cartoonish, like, wee 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 I stand up, press my hand to my chest and do Cure Wounds. And I imagine that is just like a, almost like a magical, like, small magical light just sort of washes over me and everything closes up a little bit. So I'm gonna cast it as level two. What'd you get? Uh, 19 health. Nice. What are you at now?
2: I'm now at 33. I will note that I have 12 HP currently, just so everyone's aware.
3: It's not like a delicate, like I touch my hand, it's more like a like, slap my chest, right. shake the dust off. And then I like, this isn't like a, an artis- or artful swing. I'm straight up baseball batting this dude. And I just take him like right in the waist Ooh. to swing my sword at this uh, mounted fighter attempting to use ensnaring strike. Technically like the spell succeeds because it's basically like enchanting my weapon to do a thing, Yeah, we'll see if I hit. AC is
0: 18.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, I beat that. Uh, We're looking at 24. Ooh, yeah. The initial damage isn't that much, but I get to pit him to the ground. It's only eight damage for like my strike just above, you know, the, the legs there and stops his, his personal momentum as his horse moves forward. And so right then, when he hits the ground, the ensnaring strike finishes getting him, so he's, he's stuck to the ground. The target is now restrained and takes a d6 uh, damage starting at the beginning of its turn. Basically, a bunch of thorns appear at the point of impact, um, And they're restrained. Technically, the spell doesn't say anything about sticking them to anything. So I guess he's not necessarily stuck to the sure. ground. He's just restrained, but is on the ground.
0: Must succeed on a strength, strength check rating. against my spell save DC. Which is? 13 then. He rolled a 13. You're the attacker here. So congratulations. He's restrained. Yeah. And because he fell off the horse, Horse. I also gave him some fall damage and is prone. Nice.
4: Lit.
3: I just—I specifically did not want to harm the horse. Homie just vibing. It's, oh, it it's was a dev- yeah, horse.
4: Yeah, it's not a real. Well, I mean, like you know, it's—it's it's a, <laughs> it's so it's a horse spirit.
0: We don't, we don't, we don't hurt the horse. Not a okay. can with it. No robe is going to cast from the other side of the thorns and is going to cast inward. Now having combatants back in the fight is going to uh, do the more precise magic missile. Um, <laughs> these
2: are going to hit Morlinde, I think.
1: Great.
2: 15 damage.
1: Damn, okay.
2: That's a small amount of damage, but it's direct damage.
1: Oh man, did you say 15? Yeah. Oh God.
2: It's your turn as well.
1: Uh, I'm gonna Moonbeam his ass.
0: With your ass, okay. What is my save? I rolled a 12.
4: It should be higher than a 12.
1: 12 fails, so you're gonna take full damage here. 2d10 Radiant Damage. Uh, seven total It's very, it's like the the thinnest cylinder of light, just.
0: (laughs) Grimton, you can spot the no-robed soulforger through the opening in the chamber you're in. However, between you and it is a spike pit you could wade through uh, to get within melee distance.
4: It's 2d4 for every five feet.
0: Yes, I will give you five feet of movement through the spike pit.
4: So i take 2d4 damage. That's mm-hmm. worth it.
0: Go ahead and roll it. Do I see the
4: paladins at all?
0: From your position, you cannot see them.
4: I'll take the 2d4 damage. You can roll that. Okay.
0: Tell us how much you lose.
4: Two plus three, five damage. And then I will attack. No roll. It's going to be 20 to hit. 18 damage. That kills it. Do I have any movement left? You do. Try to make my way back towards the Insultant Chamber where the commotion is
0: okay you could do that by uh expending your entire movement to get through the thorns and take something like six d4s worth of damage or or you could do another 10 feet worth of movement through two d4s worth of thorns and get yourself back into the little room you were taking the taking the
4: more damage you said six d4s Could you not just
2: wait and have Morlinde take him away next time? I mean, time? I could. You know Grimton. <laughs> Fair you enough. You also know Yessie. Whatever. Three, That's true. Five, I do.
4: Nine. Twelve. God. Sixteen. All right. Nineteen damage.
2: <laughs> Plus
0: a five a that thing. you oh. had already taken. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 Damn. Yeah. You find yourself in the Insoling Chamber with the Gilded Trim Paladin. Okay. Prone and ensnaring struck on the ground. Couple His seconds. phantom steed is there as well. And on the other side of the chamber is entering the Paladin with the Tabard Cloth. Uh, It will be Alaris's turn. Hold on, hold on. Oh, holding.
4: Bonus action, I'm going to use second wind to heal a little bit. Oh, good. So I'll heal 17. And do I notice any sort of insignia? Like what God do these people worship?
0: You see, no divine insignia on their armaments you only see the insignia of the great dwarven kingdom of her dearth hey friends it's joe so glad you're here with us for episode 2.65 this is easily the most fun combat sequence i've run for any group The action is magical, martial, and brutal as the Nine Hells. The party is at the heart of the Warforge Production Center, and the Kingdom of Herd Earth will not give that up easily. Here's some behind-the-scenes production-level stuff. Uh, The cast and I are a number of episodes ahead of what you're listening to, and we're at the point in our story where the next time that we will get together to record, we're gonna be doing the final episodes of arc 2 we're on the finale and i am stoked i can't spoil it for you but some big new characters have entered the story which will really affect how the arc will play out production scheduling wise i'm right where i anticipated us to be uh, at this time uh, thank the gods it's all going smoothly um in rare form there's not a spontaneous dark silver forge dice ad in this episode but i know you don't need it Uh, We all know that we love their metal zinc alloy dice and that all of us roll bones with their products. The Advantage cast are honest, big fans of their work, and we encourage you to be too. Go to DarkSilverForge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND, all caps, no spaces, and get 10% off your order. Huge thank yous to those who make this show possible, like Blake Bost and Orman Audio for their music, Daniel Grayling for his art and maps, And especially in this episode, and uh, this whole uh, Maldo Keep saga, our very good friend of the show, Jonah. Jonah is a listener and an architect, and we were able to commission their engineering skills to build Maldo Keep from the ground up. It's incredible, and the work that they did really made this raid successful. It wasn't cheap, because old Jonah's a professional. And if you've got the means and the passion, we would love your financial support. You can contribute what you can at patreon.com advantage d and and get tiered rewards based on what you pledge. You'll be able to unlock a lot of background stuff like my show notes or the floor plan of the keep that Jonah made. Uh, after every session, the cast does a breakdown of our experience and the expectations in a show that we call uh, Inspiration. At many rewards, you're able to sit in and watch the show live with us, and I, even at our highest tier, you're able to join the cast every three months to record the Disadvantaged episodes that take place in our world. This next one that we're doing this month is going to be Dungeon Mastered by Yesi and will take place in the uh, Archipelago of Alvadar, which we haven't gotten to explore yet. To be honest, uh, right now in July of 2022, the show's struggling financially we're just barely over the minimum income that it takes to keep this show hosted and to pay our bills we're only a few dollars away from being in trouble we can't lose this your help no matter how small keeps us steady plus we're coming up on arc 3 and we'll need to get some new maps commissioned in order to tell that story well and engage our audience successfully in the world please help us out if you can at patreon.com slash advantage dnd uh, if you want to get in touch with us our handle for all social media is at advantage dnd that's facebook twitter instagram tumblr pinterest everything um, you can email us at advantage dnd at gmail.com thanks to the people who have already left reviews on apple podcast or whatever app you use those really help the show out too
2: Sugar, spice, and everything dice. These were the ingredients selected to create the most badass ladies in all of our Candrum. each treated to a vision of the possible destruction that could befall the world if they did not stop it. Thus, the Dream Team was born. With their skills combined, Sildwyn, the wild wood elf who is one with nature and doesn't understand the rest of the world. She'll find new friends that may inspire her to consider
1: new ideals and learn to love a world outside of just the woods. Poppy, a skilled falconer with a history of mercenary work, some more questionable than others. She's a lover of ale, a good fight, and her best friend Pudge. Though she is loud and opinionated, she has a big heart zuri a sarcastic bard of both lore and shanties is always on the lookout for a new story to tell in the taverns jinx a chaotic cleric and devout worshipper to the best goddess in all of the world of course kievani she is a bundle of rainbow sunshine and butterflies
2: are dedicating their lives to fighting the forces of evil Crit Like a Girl is a cinematic podcast featuring the adventures of four strong women and an adorable little owl. Join us every other Monday and come see how we crit like a girl.
0: Alright. Let's get back to the show. Thank you.
2: steel wind strike. I don't
0: think you've done this one.
2: On the two of them. I will quickly disappear. 25 hit both of their ACs.
0: Yes, both of their ACs is 18 for
4: future reference.
2: Both take 6d10 damage. Jeez. Jesus.
4: Each? What is this? Each?
2: So that's going to be 44 damage to one of them, Wow. 38 damage to the other one. As you see me flourish my weapon, disappear, and then reappear beside the prone one and just sheik the sword and then they just take a bunch of damage like with blood or something. It's a it's a very anime move. Yeah.
0: After the blood drips off the viewer's screen, the the camera is focused again on uh, the one in the tabard cloth, who is pointing their glaive outreached at Grimton. They're ca- mm. going to
2: cast compel. Well, it's it, what I still have something to do God. on my turn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing like you know.
2: 80-ish damage. Get on against. with it! Get on with it! Yeah, I'll also... I'll, I'm gonna just do another attack <laughs> on the prone person since I'm standing right there. Okay. Alright, so that's 24 to hit. Nine damage. You kick him. <laughs> <laughs> Poke him. Poke him with the rapier. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Oop. Um. But ensnared. He can do nothing about it. The... the now... <laughs> the uh, the camera is back at the one in the tabard cloth who's reaching out his glaive and casting Compel Duel on the fellow paladin who's just entered the combat arena.
4: I was gonna fight him anyway. That, he just wasted a spell slot. <laughs>
0: you and he approach. The Blackguard paladin has three attacks with its glaive. Let's go. The first attack is 15. How do you parry this attack?
4: Yeah, so he takes pretty telegraphed, like overhand swing at me, which I'm just going to uh-huh. sidestep and repost. So I'm going to expend the superiority die to, to counterattack. Love it. That's a nat 20. Dang! So double damage. I hit. love
0: battle um, master fighters. They're so much fun.
4: It's truly my favorite martial class I've played. Um,
0: Absolutely.
4: 22 damage.
0: Um, as I'm doing math, tell the audience what this uh, Repost looks like. Yeah, so
4: he swings overhead at me. I just kind of sidestep and he leaves pretty much from like chest up exposed. So I just take a quick, like two handed lunge and like stab through his uh, plate mail. Uh, I'm assuming I like find his shoulder, like
0: Ooh, chest where the pauldron connects,
4: mm-hmm. and then retract the radiant sword get ready for these next attacks.
0: <laughs> with it, with his glaive down, uh, he's going to do an uppercut and uh, try to attack you again for his second attack. Oop, hit the mic. 16 to hit, a nine plus seven.
4: Does not hit. Nice. So he's going to try to swing up, but I'm just going to like stomp on his glaive and like stop his stop his upward thrust. He
0: wrenches it out from underneath your prosthetic then tries to just stab into you directly. Uh, is going to make this next one for a 16 plus seven, 23? Yeah, when it hits. <laughs> tries to stab it into you and uh, with a deft little swish at the end. Uh, and that will be, he only rolled a two damage. Two plus four though, six total. <laughs> he nicks your cloth and uh, gets you off step a little bit. It will be Gilded Trim's turn, who's still prone on the ground, ensnared. 1d6 piercing damage at the start of each of its turns. Arik, go ahead and roll that piercing damage for me. Four. The strength is plus four. Rolling. Rolled a 17, plus four for 21. I'm going to assume that that's above your spell save DC and that he is free. 21, yeah. Rips his arms out from underneath these vines and stands up. Knowing who it is, uh, dragged him off of his mount. The Gilded Trimmed Paladin raises his glaive high overhead and tries to bring it down on you. Uh, First of the three attacks is a 21 to hit. i will hit. Are you gonna go down again here in a sec? God, I hope not. For a eight total damage, six plus two. The second attack um, is an uppercut uh, with the glaive, and only rolls a two, so it misses, and you deftly maneuver and uh, muscle for rank. Feel <laughs> burning fast. As you get out of the way. And then finally, a, a side-slashing attack, coming down with a 14. Glaive will miss, or not do any damage, at least. Uh, Ulrich, do you choose to absorb this blow uh, with your leather armor, or do you choose to uh, nimbly jump out of the way with your dexterity mod Nim- nimbly dodge like that, feels, that seems tends to be my you. default yeah yeah
1: i'm gonna bring back the thorn whip
0: you're gonna flip
1: him. i'm gonna flip him. whip them gilded dude uh i'm gonna grab my staff and from the edge of it the big scary vine is gonna come out and i'm gonna thwap! <laughs> it does an eight hit
0: no <laughs> it does make contact but He's wearing so much plate and is so engaged with Ulrich right now that- It
1: doesn't even-
0: Doesn't even register. Grimton, your move.
1: I mean,
4: if
0: it ain't broke- Don't fix it. <laughs> you are in a uh, single combat with Tabard.
4: Yeah, I'm going to bonus action. Uh, use it to cast Searing Smite again. I'm gonna okay. attack for, that'll hit. That's like a 22, 18 damage on that one. And then that will also hit. I rolled an 18 on the die. 12 damage on that. Six of that damage was radiant, if it matters. And then on his next turn, he has to make a levo strength save or take another D6 fire damage.
3: Homie that I knocked off the horse is still uh, like right here directly in front of me in melee range, mm-hmm. yes? Yeah. I am going to use Branding Smite and I'm gonna take a swing at this guy with my sword. A sword swing? Ooh yeah, base roll is an 18. That will hit. 20 damage. I'll just hit him with another uh, like normal attack. Mm -hmm. 20.
0: That will hit. Armor class is 18. So this one won't do as much damage. This will just be nine damage. Everybody but Grimton, make wisdom saving throws, please. DC 13. Here we go.
3: Wisdom. I will. I succeed. I got. I succeed. Uh,
0: Thirteen, right on the dot.
1: I fail. I got twelve.
0: <laughs> Looking through my blackguard monster sheet, and saw Dressful aspect, which I was not paying attention to. The blackguard exudes a magical menace. Each enemy within thirty feet of the blackguard must succeed in a wisdom save or be frightened for one minute. Merlinda, you are frightened. Yep. This blackguard, which means you cannot approach them physically for a minute until you get more than 30 feet away from them, at which point you can repeat a saving throw uh, and on a success and that effect on you. So that'll be a problem for you later.
2: Got it. So I'll go flank with Ulrich and attack this other paladin. That's a nat 20.
0: Ooh. Dang!
2: For the first so attack. If you get another one? That'll be 14. Damage? Yep. Okay. And then second attack will be a booming blade with advantage a 23 to hit is another 19 damage and enveloped in a cloud of booming energy wow. and then third attack is a nat 20 Jesus. for another uh 19 damage
0: um as you chain these attacks together give us a visual and finish it off with a death blow
2: so i see the paladin get up and go to attack Ulrich, who i know has already been down I see the opportunity after the after his flurry of blows to run over there, shake off the attack that uh, he was trying to do to us, like the dreadful the aspect, fear thing. There'll be like a flurry of blows, just like, and at the end of it, like his armor will just like shatter and he'll just like <laughs> fall to the ground. Like I just hit all the weak spots, yeah, and then the booming energy of the booming blade just like knocks him down and.
3: I love it. It makes our clothes just like ripple
0: but we still yep. stand there. very cool. cool. you hit all uh, all the weak joints in uh, this paladin's armor the paladin, the pauldrons fall off uh, the uh, plate chorus f- falls off leaving him defenseless and then finally the the last strike booms unleashes a coffinous sound and throws him up against the wall dead.
3: I would like to turn to Laris and say, I loosened it for you. (laughs) Love it.
0: Grimton, you recognize the spell that this Blackguard paladin has donned upon their glaive strike as it reaches out to try to attack you. They have cast Thundersmite.
4: Cool. What a bastard. The
0: Blackguard is going to make his first glaive throw fingers crossed that this is good he rolled a 14 plus seven that hits he brings it down doing seven normal slashing damage and then is it 2d6 yeah and then another seven thunder damage as another cacophonous sound erupts from the strike and it pushes you, uh, which which blows you back. Can you resist okay. and keep your footing? Fifteen. He brings it down, and there's just a a spilling of force.
4: I I picture like I uh, like absorb the blow from this glaive, and then kind of uh, put my sword in the ground. The radiant blade, like oh, that's rad, holding me down, keeping my footing.
0: Oh, that's cool. He brings it up for a a second slash. There'll be 16 plus 7. That will hit Mm -hmm. 7 slashing damage. And then finally, his last attack is an 11 plus 7.
4: So he hits me with uh, the second attack, and then he's spewing up to hit me again, but I managed to pull my sword out and just kind of like, Uh, period, like hand behind the blade, like kind of overhead.
3: I am going to Hunter's Mark homie that's uh, remaining.
4: Leave him to me. Go set the charges. I'll catch up.
3: Like I hadn't yet drawn an arrow, but like I was reaching for it. And so I just kind of stuck that back in there. Um, Okay, well I I start running to go, before I do though, I want to just quickly dig a little hole Small, small little bitty hole, and uh, put a bean in there. Okay, how about a crack in the paver? Is there no? Li- oh, because we're like you're in. A I guess I and in, in, interpret. Yeah, but I interpreted it as this as being because like we're all the way at the bottom. I thought there might be some like earth down
0: here. Uh, there, there are. Um, you do notice two seams in the ground. One spiraling off in one direction, and the other spiraling off the other. That are venting steam that is billowing up, leading it up the chimney. You haven't had any opportunity to really look at your surroundings yet. Mm-hmm. But as you look for a place, you see that there is something there that you could potentially put a bean down. Bury it and water it briefly. It is uh, steam.
4: <laughs> what is happening right now? this water?
0: Sure. <laughs> Hell if I know. These are magic beans, I'm sure of it. But what Steven's intentions are here Cannot say chaos um, is is all. So I, I
3: just
1: uh, literally sewing so chaos. Yeah, sewing so
3: chaos for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I oh no. I tossed one of these little beans down in there, Joe. If you just want to like Google bag of yeah, beans, I'm
4: working on it.
3: And then nobody oh, else do no. it though, because it's more fun if you if you don't. Oh no. Bag of beans, five. Oh. Eight. I'll I'll roll the d hundred and tell you the number, and then let you deal with that however you want. When did you
4: get these beans?
3: I don't remember, but I've had
0: them. These are from Corallon.
4: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Where, where did you throw the beans? Down the vent that Grimton, you know, leads down to the realm of elemental steam. So are you ready, Joe? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go.
2: This could kill us all.
3: <laughs> Probably, uh, 63. 60. Three. The The effect doesn't happen for a minute, though. So we have
2: an, a single
3: minute. A
1: whole minute. Oh, my God. A whole
3: minute. That's Well, that's a lot in combat.
2: Yeah, we haven't even been in combat for a minute yet.
1: Well, we're, like, exiting combat. We are,
2: but Grimton's not. <laughs> so, Ulrich, you
0: reach into your pocket, into this bag of beans. You grab one, see a hole leading down somewhere you do not know. And mm. you... Chuck this bean. Boop. By nature of the steam that is rolling up, I count it sufficiently water. And then I run to, to go do
3: what I was just told to do.
0: Yes. Uh, which begs the question, who has the arcane battery at the moment? Normally it's on Alaris or Grimton. Uh, I was... I was, oh, I it was.
1: I'm gonna follow... I am going to use Healing Word on myself because I am very bloody. I'm just
2: glad I didn't go down. I've been at 12 HP for a really long time.
1: Yeah, I got down to eight. I healed 16, that's good. After I heal, I'm going to run and follow Ulrich. Let's go! Alaris,
0: I'm gonna give you your turn now so that we can pick up on Grimton and the Blackguard.
2: Just sure. Back to back. Not interfere with that fight. That's I
4: shouted at you guys. Whether you choose to obey that is up to you.
2: Well, I'm going to shoot a magic missile over there.
4: <laughs> Do it. Whack them on your way out.
2: 13 damage from magic missiles. I fired three of them. Just level one magic missile. I guess I'll head north also with the rest of them.
0: We're gonna stay focused on this battle between Grimton and the Blackguard and the Tabard Cloth. Here we go. It appears as though this Blackguard is uh, sufficiently bloodied and is willing to die for their cause. Yeah. You know, being a paladin and all.
4: I'm glad they've come to terms with it, so 14 plus 9, that'll hit. I'm going to Channel Divinity, makes a Divine Smite. I'll expend a second level slot for the extra damage. 30 damage. The last attack he made, I blocked with my blade, and the rest of my party is leaving the room. I'm going to deflect his blade down uh, towards the ground, and then on the upswing, my blade glows uh, with divine smite energy. The radiant energy is trying to like burst away from its sh- uh, blade-shaped form. Yeah. I'm just going to thrust it up, like, up into his helmet, and just kind of where his helmet and a plate would meet, just kind of right in the throat. And I am going to gently place his body down and then take a deep sigh, knowing that he died for the cause he thought was worthy. Harun. Harun.
0: Okay,
2: you said they're right, so our right?
0: Well, they're facing you. They're on the north side.
2: Yes, okay, yes, they're right, yes, got it. I feel like sometimes I have a hard time with left and rights because I'm left-handed. and <sighs> It just throws me all lot. You and my kids, but that's because they're three.
3: Auto-auto-generated thing says.
2: What what armor are you wearing?
3: Light, if any. I mean,
2: sure, but like, like what kind of light? Studded. Padded.
3: It's been a while
2: while since we even talked about
3: that. I feel like I'm still just in leather armor. I don't think I've ever upgraded my armor.
2: Like, I would assume you're wearing more than just clothes on your back.
3: I mean, presumably some some leather armor.
2: Uh, And what's your dexterity score?
3: My dexterity, like, modifier?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus four. So that should be 16. Because I think leather armor is 12 plus dexterity. Because it's light armor.
3: Baby girl.
0: My dice. My dice! (laughs) what'd you say
3: (laughs) i i referred to the sun as a disrespectful bastard Mm. um i forgot that we can't use it because i just happen to be sitting in front of a window and right now there is just a shit ton of sunlight directly on my face have you considered
0: closing the blinds
3: there are not blinds on this window have you
0: considered drawing the curtains there are not curtains on this window. Have you considered investing in either of these things?
3: Yes, but I don't spend that much time during the day in front of this mm. computer, so. It's really cool lighting. Those, Jonah was right earlier. It's it's just like turning me into a ghost. Or if I like, you know, get up here out of the, out of it, it's just like half my face. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, it makes my, my background effectively just darkness. That
1: hides the uh, uh, laundry, so you're good. I am
3: the
0: light, oh yeah.
1: Everybody pee!